0: What's up, Bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. I'm here with my wonderful co-host.
1: Hello, guys. What's up? MJ here. Uh, Local humor here for the Comic Relief. Uh, How is everybody doing today? Uh, I am tired. I feel like it's been such a long week, and I've just been looking forward to these podcasts. like so much this has been like the light of my life it's recently the week for them too i know we've been like back to back to back so super excited about that we're like booked up it's like black friday in here
0: it is like black friday we have we have a full schedule this next few weeks
1: i know it's awesome so we have a very special guest that we're gonna be talking to today that stevie introduced me to as she does with every single book you know that she reads because she reads like 8,000 books a day I'm a reviewer um,
0: whatever what else am I supposed to do
1: so we're going to be talking to Miss Taylor Colbert uh she is the author of uh the Mead Lake series her third book is coming out in two days so make sure you guys go pre-order that and uh check her out and I can't wait to talk to her
0: Well, let's see what we got coming up this week, because we got a lot of fun things coming out this week. Um, It's a lot of Christmas series are releasing from this week. Who's excited? I love Christmas books.
1: I like Chris. I don't know. I, I hate Hallmark movies. I'm not a huge Christmas reader. It's just not my thing. It's not my jam, not my forte. Well, some of these are funny. Oh, I mean,
0: but, yeah. So, Melissa Williams, let me talk about this girl for a minute, because I have never read her before until now
1: go
0: off she released three books and they're releasing within weeks of each other it was like one and now book two came out, is coming out um tomorrow mm-hmm. um called jolly hour Ooh, okay and this is a part of her series which I think is called all the jingle ladies
1: oh that's so funny I it's love that
0: three books and they're all friends I and it that. is the first girl's name is Libby I think and she was a trip and she was like the opening scene was basically her trying to burn her house down <laughs> while playing the Story bell of my and, life. This, and this handsome firefighter comes knocking at her door but they're all novellas so you can read them really really fast oh that's cool I love but that they are so funny and I just I love her I'm falling in love with her books and I can't wait to read more because you know me I love my rom-coms Oh yeah, especially a good one and she just cracked me up because the fact that that was coming like i was not i did not see her coming at all when i applied for those books i was just like i'll give these three a shot and hey they all turned out to be really good um the next one i want to bring up is um the one that released today is wednesday so yesterday Piper Rain released Operation Bailey Birthday. And okay. if you aren't familiar with her series, the series ba- is based in a little tiny lake town of Alaska. And these mm-hmm. are siblings. There's about seven of them. And they're all under this one grandmother who raised, helped raise all of them. Her name is Grandma Dory. And you talk about We'll talk about an, another book tomorrow with a great grandma in it but this woman is feisty she's 90 years old but now this is fast forward a couple of years and all the kids are coming home for her 90th birthday and it's got all the kids all the grandkids so there's like god i don't even know how many grandkids there are in this book anymore because all of them had like five kids so piper rain Finally wrapped up that series for Bailey, the Bailey siblings, which is really sad to me. I don't want to leave Lake Charlotte at <laughs> all. Um, I'd like to stay there with the Buzz Wheel and all their fun drop, of, like little little towns. But but it's not over because if you don't know, Grandma Dory has a best friend named Grandma Ethel from the neighboring <laughs> town, and we are going to the, to Lake Sunrise. So we're not losing kids. them entirely. We're not losing them entirely because they're not going away forever. Um, I'm really, really hoping that Piper Rain decides to write the grandkids' books because they hinted at a couple of a couple of relationships between grandkids from the other family in this little novella. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that like really blossoms into a whole another series. But then the last book I want to bring up, which turned out to be probably one of my new favorites, and if you're a country music fan, you will understand the reference when I say it. It's Samantha Lynn's book, and it's called Rumor Going Round. So if anybody knows Lee Bryce's song, There's a Rumor Going Round, it's basically this book written out in a story.
1: Oh, that's cool. I love that song.
0: And it's a part of. I think I don't remember the series. It's called "It's Lyrics and Something," songs and lyrics or something. And it's book three, I believe, of that series. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of her until now, but I fell in love with this book, and it was the sweetest story. Um, single dad firefighter with a crush on a lifetime friend, and lines being blurred. And it was it was a fun book. I loved it. I can't wait to read more of these books i'm going to go back and read the first two now
1: (laughs) uh speaking of can't wait i cannot wait to talk to miss taylor so i think we're going to go ahead and hop over there and chat with her and uh, see what she has to say about the mead lake series okay Taylor Colbert is a romance women's fiction author. When she's not chasing her toddlers or hanging out with her husband, she's probably under her favorite blanket reading a book or writing one. Taylor lives in Maryland where she was born and raised, and we are so excited to have her on. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. So you have a brand new book coming out. I do. We want to keep it spoiler free, but me and Stevie want to talk about the books in this series, the Mead Lake. And so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your new release and then we'll go to the other ones.
2: Sure. Yeah. So my um, next release is actually coming out in like two days from now. It's November 20th. Um, And Ooh. so it's the third book in my Mead Lake series. And um, it's a Friends to Lovers, which is like my all time favorite trope. So oh, it's we love the, it. The second Friends to Lovers book I've written. And I just love it. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just my favorite. So there's something
1: so magical about Friends to Lovers.
2: Yeah, it it's just like that because it's that slow burn and just you know, so yes. um, that's it's my favorite. So it's um it, the the main character is Jules, and if you've read the other two books, she's appeared in the other two books in the series. Nope. Um, and then her love interest is um her former best friend Shane and um they love to see it. There's, there's a little bit of back and forth between like then and now it's kind of a dual timeline but um you kind of find out that they went through kind of this big traumatic tragedy when they were teenagers that kind of drove them apart um and so they're uh, they're kind of coming back and they they kind of run back into each other in the future so it's kind of how they get over that um kind of past pain and and You just have to (laughs) read it
1: to figure it out. Um, So in your other previous books, I know that they also deal with like these characters kind of like having these uh, like traumatic moments and like these things that happen in their life that kind of like pull them apart and push them together. Is that something that you enjoy writing? Is that kind of like that like traumatic like event, like that angst filled thing that pulls people apart, but also like brings them together?
2: yeah it's funny i actually just posted about this on instagram today because it was i was going through my reviews um from this series and and like every single book there's a review that's like you know this book totally wrecked me it, it broke my heart <laughs> every time just me, is there's something wrong with me or <laughs> yes <laughs> but, um, you know i think i just write what i like to read and i i like the kind of like heavier romance stories and um yeah. I think they're just kind of more, um, I don't know. It feels more real, I guess, to me. Like I, I totally get the, like kind of that rom-com feel where you just want to like book that makes you feel good. And I'm I'm like that with like my shows and movies and things like that, that I yeah. But when it comes to my books, I, I like love to have my heart broken, I guess, and like put back
1: together. So that's just what I write. <laughs> and it also brings a lot of character depth to the people that you write as well. So, I mean, it, it gives them because i feel like trauma gives people i don't want to say like a personality but it does like influence who you are as a person so it kind of like helps build like character depth and it makes your characters more like relatable and like to read and enjoy and that's something to say about like how you write and so that's a really like amazing thing that you can do and yeah, so like, it, kudos and it's like
2: to we, you. you know every every person that you know in your life has been through some sort of trauma and so mm-hmm. to me it's like another one of those things that just kind of makes the character a little more relatable and it's not just all, you know, sunshine and flowers and that people do have to find ways to kind of get through things that have happened to them in the past. So, um, and especially when it comes to relationships and and kind of romance, yep. you know, every every relationship has something like that. So I think that's kind of another reason why. But um yeah, I just I joke around and say I just I just enjoy making people cry, I guess. <laughs> it's
1: like multiple
2: <laughs> times time. for me. <laughs> it's a personal pastime that I
1: enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um so the second book in the Mead Lake series, which is Stones Unturned, uh, that is Kaylee and Derek, correct?
2: Yeah. yeah. And
1: so, tell us a little bit about them. We're we'll just trying to it... keep it spoiler free.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that book is so special to me because um, it's actually the first book I ever wrote, and I wrote it like over ten years ago. I was still in college and. Um, I, I just like had decided that one day I was going to be a writer and I would like stay up late until like four in the morning writing this book. And, um, and then like, you know, I had to get a real job and I got married and I had babies and (laughs) so it took me a while to like, sit back down and be like, okay, let's get back to this kind of writing thing. Yeah. And then it just like, it never fell into like the right spot for me to publish it until this year when I started publishing the series. And I was like, you know, this kind of fits into this series, how, how I kind of planned it. Um, but it's also uh, really special because it's, um, it has a lot of kind of relevant issues that it touches on, mm-hmm. and especially in, in the kind of time that we're living through right now. So um, it's an interracial romance, um, which I've written a couple of, but like I said, like just being that it's 2020 and just kind of the time that we're living in right now, it just seemed a little bit more um, like time sensitive.
1: Appropriate. And that kind of thing, Um, especially with like wanting to like include all types of like people in like who you write, you know, and like wanting to be all inclusive for romance because romance doesn't have a skin color or a gender. It's just... Yeah. 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 I get that.
2: Yeah. And it's, I, you know, I, I'm in a, my, I'm in an interracial marriage and, um, you know, I always think about, I have a little girl and, um, and a little boy. And, you know, I think about like when, when she's old enough to read and hopefully she never reads my books, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. You know, I want her to, I want her to read about Couples or you know characters that that look like her family and yeah uh, you know when oh, I that's started, so sweet yeah oh. I mean, when I started writing ten years ago there it wasn't as inclusive and diverse as it is now as it's becoming yeah I mean I, I still think you, it has a long way to go Um, but it's it so this story like re, I rewrote it from you know the first draft that I wrote ten years ago um, yeah because I felt like I had grown a little bit as a writer and I had two sensitivity readers read it and my husband read it because I was like I just want to get this right you know I just want to do it justice I want to do the characters justice yeah um, so just really important I felt like at, at this time
1: I love that it's is so cute I just had like, <laughs> my heart was just like that is the cutest thing I've ever <laughs> ever life, but, but yeah your I story think-
0: it's probably my favorite out of all all three books now
2: Really? Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. He's definitely, Derek is my, uh, like my, my all-time ultimate book boyfriend. I think he's just out of every man I've written. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love, and he's also like, when I wrote him 10 years ago, I was still dating, I was dating my husband at the time, and it was totally modeled after him. So I'm like, I guess that's why. Oh,
1: yay. I love that. And I think it's great. Like, I mean, I think the, author community as a unit I feel like you know like we have like a long way to go but I feel like the progression that we've made Mm -hmm. like even though I feel like 2020 has just been this awful (laughs) fire dumpster of a year yes I think that we've made so much progress in this Mm -hmm. year and and not and I I hate the fact that it had to come from like so much pain and like heartbreak but I feel like we've made so much progress in like including you know, people of different genders, people of different skin colors. And I, I love that. Like, it just, it makes my heart so happy, but right? I love yeah. it. And I, think that's
2: yeah, great. And I, I just want it to be like, like normalized, you know, like, and, and I think that's kind of everybody's goal is like it, you know, you should, everybody should look at a bookshelf and, or, you know, Amazon or wherever you're buying your books mm-hmm. and just see different characters and different authors just everywhere, you know, and that's, that's kind of like the goal. So um, and like I said, like when I think, I always think about my, my little girl or, or my son, if he's into that, whatever he wants to do, but you know, yeah. I, I want them to see things like that where it's just like, oh yeah, it's kind
1: of like mom, dad, it's, you know, yeah, it's like, like see compare. themselves represented with, yeah. and yeah, exactly. like for me personally, I think like a pro like a, I wouldn't say a problem, but I guess like a fear that I have, right. Is because um, I'm like, currently I'm writing a female who's Latina. And mm-hmm. so like, I have done okay so I have friends I have a friend from Spain who I have like interviewed I have like in like investigated like I just want to make sure that you like represent the community while you know like doing them justice because I am not Latina you know I am a white female and like Mm -hmm. I feel it makes me a little nervous like writing somebody that isn't like you know, myself, but it also, like, pushes me out of my comfort zone, and I love the fact that I get to represent, like, little girls or little boys of, like, different, you know, backgrounds. It's yeah. just all about representing them correctly, and I feel like there's, like, a fear that some authors have in doing yeah. that.
2: and I totally have that fear, too, and that that was, like, a big thing for, um, I won't, I won't ruin it, and um, Stevie, you know what I'm talking about, but there's a character in In Stones and <laughs> Turned who, um, it's a biracial female Mm-hmm. and um and she's a really strong character and so i i interviewed um one of my other really good author friends who is also a biracial female and and she read the book and um she was a, a sensitivity reader for me and you know i was like i, I want to get it kind of as close to that experience as possible and it, it it's exactly what you said like you know it's that it's making sure you're doing it justice but it's also making sure you're doing your homework and making sure exactly. that you know, cause I've, I've never lived in, in even a similar situation to any of, to that kind of character, you know what I mean? Exactly. So
1: yeah.
2: Making sure you, you get it as, as right as possible while all the while knowing that you'll never fully understand it.
1: Yeah. And oh. I love that. Oh my God. I love that. So Okay. So the first book in the series, which is Back to Shore. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that one. Like this is the book, baby. This is the one that started like the Mead Lake series. Right. So yes. like, yeah. So about going behind that.
2: Yeah. So it's another one of those ones where it's like, you know, Taylor loves the trauma, I guess. And it's <laughs> nice. so this is a second chance. Um, what do you do trauma. for a living?
1: I make people cry. I
2: make people cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So it's a second chance romance and it's the same kind of um, there's a, there's a little bit of like a dual timeline in this one too. Um, And it starts off with Ryder and Mila Mm -hmm. and they were kids and they were, they were kind of like little high school sweethearts. And then they also experience this really traumatic event and that kind of drives them apart. Um, And um, so, you know, she it follows Mila into like her adult years and she's in her late twenties and her life is, Um, just kind of falling apart. She's lost her job and she's getting divorced and she can't figure out why she can't find happiness. And then it kind of dawns on her that it's because she's never had closure from this incident or or from her relationship with Ryder. Um, So she goes back to Mead Lake to kind of get that closure. And then, you know, she finds him again and obviously he's <laughs> he's completely irresistible so <laughs>
1: and isn't, isn't that just like the epitome of like life like your life is just falling apart and like when it rains it pours is like the most accurate statement you could ever right. have like yeah. you lose a job you get divorced you're just like what has my life come to yeah and it's, it's like,
2: like 2020 it's like you yeah, stop. like we exactly. had the killer bees and we have I'm waiting. Right.
1: I am waiting for Sharknado. It's happening. Right. Just know <laughs> yeah. it. It's going to happen. It's the finale. Yep. It's coming. Everybody and it just be para. like, why not? exactly (laughs) exactly and I think that I think that those are the best books is the ones where you kind of your characters at the beginning of the book start at rock bottom and so you have so much to build a relationship off of and I think that that's something great that like your books do is like you kind of start in like this dark place and like throughout the book they just eventually we're just pushing them to the the, light (laughs) you're You're gonna go it's okay and I think that's awesome
2: yeah. And it's kind of just like that good reminder that would like, we all are going to have, you know, our dark spots and our, our kind of dark places, but you, you can get back out of them sort of thing. So,
1: yeah. So what inspired Mead Lake and like, what was like the world building for that? Like,
2: so I I'm from Maryland and Stevie, I know we've talked about this before too. So <laughs> from North
1: Carolina.
2: <laughs> I love you. You probably don't even like you, we probably have accents to you, but I love your voice. I could listen to you Oh, talk. God. I
1: knew she was
0: going to say it. I said it, I said it. Uh,
1: it's my, oh, my this. It makes me so insecure. Like, honestly, I try to, like, no, take I it away it. so much because my mom is not from the South. My mom is from, like, Michigan. The Army family moved all over, so she doesn't really have an accent. But my okay. dad, my dad was born in Southwest Virginia, and so that is just thick. And yeah. I try so hard to like hide it because it makes me oh, self-conscious. Oh no, I
2: love it. I love She's it. so self-conscious. My hands are sweating. I feel like I'm so, you know, we're so boring up here. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, you guys have accents to me. I love the way you guys talk. I wish I could talk about you guys. Cause I feel like when I talk, everybody's like, what are you saying? And I'm like, whatever. No,
2: I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. So we, um, so I'm up here in Maryland and we, um, I'm, I'm like just under an hour outside of D.C. Um, but we had my family. So you're bodies, not far from me. Yeah, I know we're not far apart at all. <laughs> um, but we had um, my family had a lake house in Western Maryland for about ten years, and we actually just sold it a couple years ago. And so I spent, you know, like nice a shopping. ton of time by the lake. And we, mm-hmm. I mean, we grew up there. We were there, you know, a couple every couple months, and we went there every summer, and we went there in the winters, and. Um, my husband and I actually got married there and it's just a really special place to me. Um, and I like the whole time, you know, starting from when I was in high school, I was just like making up these stories and like scenarios and, you know, just always kind of had them like in the back of my head. And so, um, then, you know, I wrote, um, stones unturned first and that was kind of my first like dip into it. Um, and then it wasn't until last year when I was like, you know what, I think I want more things to happen in this place and yeah so I was kind of, like turned it into the series and that's really where I got it from um but it's kind of just also like that place where I'm I'm like you know I just got back yesterday actually from the lake <laughs> like <laughs> we the time, and, um it's just that place where it like clears my head and I'm like I come back and I'm always like ready and it back in the mm-hmm. zone like fingers to the keyboard um but it's just like I'm I could go there every other week and still be like oh my gosh it's so pretty here I never want to leave like it never gets old to me so yeah I wanted to write it you know that's
1: and isn't it crazy that you you don't even realize it as a child that you're making these memories that you're like going to in the future build an entire world on for other people to read about and I think that that is just the most insane situation ever I think that's awesome though
2: yeah it's being a writer is weird
1: (laughs) and so and so were like the characters inspired by like the place like you know like where you grew up you know like in the lake house and stuff like that did you like get any inspiration from that to like build characters? Was there like somebody you saw yeah. and you no, were like, yep. it, wasn't
2: really like <laughs> people. Um, it was, I think the, the series was like really strongly centered on just the setting. And then I kind of like formulated the stories and the characters around the place. Yeah. Um, and just like different, you know, businesses and experiences and things like that around there where like, you know, my characters would work or that they would own or, or whatever it was. Um And then um, kind of the stories just built themselves almost. Cause I was like, you know, there's, I I guess I kind of always just wondered like, what would it be like to live in a place like this year round? You know, like I come here for kind of my escape and my vacation and my wedding, but (laughs) you know, what is it like to like live in a place that to me is just like the most amazing place in the world? all year you know what's it like to really grow up here and and you know go to school here and have your daily life here and that's kind of where my head went for for the series
1: I love that so speaking of your writing process are you and I love asking this question because obviously I am just in the (laughs) outsiders group when it comes to writing um so what is your writing process like do you do a timeline are you more of like the wing it kind of person or like what
2: yeah so I um I always like freeze up when people ask me about my writing process because I feel like I just don't have one. Like I, every book that I've ever I... written is like totally different. You know, like I have some books where a couple of my standalones where I like I had them outlined down to the chapter, and like every single thing that was gonna happen within each chapter. And then some books I'm just like, I, I, like. I'll start with um, like off the record is um, my, my star romance. Mm -hmm. And that one, I had this like one scene in my head for like months. And I'm just like, what is this story? You know, like, what is this? And then I ended up just like building this entire story around this one, like particularly steamy scene. (laughs) And it ended up being this book. And like, I just sat down and like, I just typed away. And I think I wrote that book in like a month and just Like it was, it just like flowed out, you know, like I had, I didn't think, I just knew what happened. So I feel like I, I kind of like let the book decide, I guess, what, Mm -hmm. what my, uh, you know, process is going to be If with the series. I've been a little bit more like regimented with it just because I want to make sure that it flows well, like from book to book. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, like, I, I just go back and forth. I guess it just depends on how like organized
1: I'm feeling. (laughs) I honestly, I'm a, I'm like a hybrid of both. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, like, I like I don't outline. I've never. I don't think I've ever outlined a book. Like, every single chapter, of my brain would not be able to handle it. Right. Um, but every single chapter. But I guess I just kind of I build my characters like in depth, like fully, like down to like the amount of hair follicles on the head, like develop these characters and then build the story from there. And then I'll outline like high points, kind of like what you said, like when you have like a scene in mind and you're like, yep, this, I'm gonna build this whole book just around this one little scene right here. And so that's what I do. And a lot of authors that we talk to are just kind of like we just wing it. Like we just see something, we like it and we write it. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 I can't. My brain would be like malfunctioning. I would have a problem. Yeah. It would break down. We know where I stand. Yeah. Like (laughs) if I'm
2: feeling like I'm like avoiding my book, like if I'm avoiding writing it, then I make myself outline it because I know that the reason I'm avoiding it is because I'm not exactly sure what's happening next. And so I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, I need a little bit more here um but yeah I I I have friends that do that like the total pantsers and just like
1: you know like they'll open up yeah yeah
2: it's it's impressive
1: (laughs) so speaking of you were I think you were dabbling in the area writer's block Mm -hmm. how do you deal with writer's block like how do you get out of it do you like have a cup of tea do you go for a jog you do yoga like what do you do
2: (laughs) um yeah well speaking from someone who's like fresh off you know, a good writer's book. Um <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I normally um, read, like I like force myself to, I'm a really slow reader. So I have friends who will read like five books in a week and Stevie. <laughs> 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 you
1: know,
2: yeah, I am. Um, I'm one of those who like, I read like maybe two or three books a month, maybe mm-hmm. like it's, I'm very slow. And so um, I force myself to like read more than I would normally read and then just kind of whatever clears my mind of it is you know like I'll uh, anything pretty much all the above what you just said like I'll I will go for a run or I will watch a movie or you know like I, f- I kind of like feel out like what kind of movie am I feeling tonight am I feeling like a flick, yeah. or you know am I into like the Avengers tonight like what am I feeling <laughs> and I just kind of go with it and um, I try to like eliminate any sort of pressure because if I'm like looking at like a looming deadline or something then I just, you know, I might as well just like throw my computer out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm the complete opposite in that aspect. I guess that's because, okay, so I was a very like competitive athlete in high school. So like pressure, what my dad was very like pressure, like this it, like happens. Right. And so that's when I got my best work done is when I felt like I was under pressure. And so I get like a deadline, like even if I don't have one, (laughs) like I give myself one so that my, I motivate my own brain, but Mm -hmm. I have some days where it doesn't matter if I drink 9,000 cups of tea and go on a 25 mile run, the words (laughs) are just not there. They're not going to be there today. And it's such a frustrating kind of like experience because it's like you have these characters and you have this idea and you're like if these things if these words would just get on this paper right it's <laughs> the most frustrating thing I've ever been through in my entire life I think writing okay. is just the weirdest most rewarding job
2: it is it in is the history yeah. Of forever yeah and I'm I'm really old school too so I have notebooks just like all over my house just like half filled like half baked ideas and um that's another thing that like gets it kind of out of my head and and at least onto some form of paper um is like I'll just I'll just start like writing and like letting myself like scratch things out and rewriting them and that's like kind of how I start to like slowly jog before I can like you know, move it over to the keyboard again and really yeah. run again.
1: And I think that writing on paper, there's just something very just like pleasing about that mm-hmm. about yeah. writing it on like paper. And then you're just like, why can't this happen? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So stupid. This
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. How do we get this translated? So. so
1: do you work on, are you like, do you work on multiple work in progresses at a time? Do you focus on just like one? like solid thing and just run with that or like you this person that can like multitask like a boss and
2: (laughs) I know there's so many authors I feel like who will work on like multiple series at a time Mm -hmm. and it's just like mind-boggling to me but I I usually write one book at a time like I'm never Mm -hmm. writing more than one story because I feel like I would you know cross wires and you know I would like use the wrong character name or something you know like it would be I would get way too like in the mix of it yeah but I'm constantly like writing down other book ideas and like series ideas and things like that like I'm always I have like this running document of just like sometimes it's just like a title that I'm like oh that'd be a good book title I gotta come up with a story for it (laughs) (laughs) other times it's like you know I just have like a basic like a one or two sentence, like write a story about this. And so I'm constantly like working on that list. So there's always like ideas churning in my head, right? I feel like in my brain, I'm like five or six books out from like the book I'm working on.
1: <laughs> yes. I feel but, that on a spiritual yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like when you're writing a series, because I know that when I started this hockey series that I'm working on, mm-hmm. I, before I even started writing book one, I planned out like, not like the entire outline of each book, but I put characters for like each book in this series so right. that it was all done. Because, right. it, and when you're working with a series, the timeline can get so messy. And, like, yeah. especially when you have interweaving ca- like characters in certain books, it's like, <laughs> what did you say in two- I know. <laughs> three? So, I have to. I like to make sure that all my ducks are in a row like like literally so that uh it all works and like flows together and that kind of thing
2: yeah yeah and that that's kind of um where I am too like especially like you said like if I'm working on a series then I will I will have kind of the very bare bones of every every book in that series like at the very start of writing book one yeah um but that's kind of like as far out as I go in terms of like detail like I can't I can't work on like more than one at a time I would, would Too confused
1: <laughs> my brain my ADHD brain would die and yeah. I'm dyslexic I dyslexia, it would just be a problem
0: oh so, yeah
1: so um if you had this is my favorite question to ask authors if you had to be one of your characters male and female for one day who would it be
2: oh oh Ooh, that's a good one. I think um, my favorite heroine that I've written so far is Shay in, in Off the Record. In, in my, uh, my rock star romance, she's just like a New York tough kind of badass chick and she just um, doesn't. Yeah, like she just, um, <laughs> and she's with a rock star. So, you know. That,
1: that, that, Everybody wants that to way. do that at least once. <laughs> yeah, she
2: just, like, doesn't take anything from anybody and um like I just I loved writing hers like she just she was one of those ones that just like you know like fire from my fingertips when I was typing like I just yeah. I, nothing nothing stopped me with her um oh which of my guys would I be that is a good one. I just
1: love thinking about trying to be inside like my male characters like even though I'm the one who created them I feel right. like they're their own people right yeah. and so yeah being inside their brains is like who would it be <laughs> right
2: I know yeah I think um it'd probably be Derek just I just love him I you know I I just love like I loved creating his character and he's just like a family guy and you know that kind of small town feel so it'd probably be him
0: he has so that's the sweetest good- soul yeah <laughs> so I loved him in book one with Mila when she first returned that was my favorite part when you introduced him he was my favorite for that book and he was my favorite in the book too yeah
2: I I that was one of the things I like really wanted to do is make the characters um have like decent roles in every book even if they weren't kind of the main couple in it Mm -hmm. I really wanted those like friendships to to be like a big part of it too so
1: I love building secondary characters I think I almost like building them more than main characters. Um, I I love a secondary character. I think that's because like in every movie that I enjoy and it's always in those uh, like coming of age, like indie movies where you have like the main character who's kind of like this quiet, like secluded boy. And then you have his best friend who is like off the wall insane. (laughs) And so I always enjoyed that. And I love, I don't know. I think I I love building secondary characters. I think they make such a good like, they make like they're like the like the coding of a really good novel. And I just
2: yeah no, I agree. They're fun to um, write. There's always, like hard and fast rules with your secondary characters. So exactly. Yeah.
0: I always like the ones that are that the secondary characters that feel like family.
1: Oh yeah.
0: They've created Faith. like this huge bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's always they're at each other's houses, that they're having parties. My friends. And <laughs> it's all extended family yes right. i love it so much it makes it so much fun to read
2: yeah, yeah. And that was another kind of big thing in the series that i really want like i wanted you to see them from like book to book like they they've they've been a part of each other's lives their whole lives and you know it, it kind of continues on so
1: and it's also fun seeing them from different characters point of views as well and yeah. versus how you're in their head and so that's also a really fun thing to do as well yeah so, um, how, so like one of like the, um, like harder things to deal with as being a writer is feedback. So mm-hmm. how do you deal with, you know, like negative feedback? Like how do you handle that? Like with like reviews and stuff like that? Because obviously we know it's going to happen. There are people that yeah. are books, but like, how do you handle those? Do you like,
2: yeah, this might be like really bad advice, but I totally it. I like, I never really looked at like Goodreads or BookBub, um, mm-hmm. I, unless I'm like grabbing a, a review for, you know, an ad or social media or something like that, but um, I just, I don't look at them because um, I think kind of the biggest thing, I think for like my first couple books, I was like, oh, I should check these, you know, and then yeah. um, somebody told me once, um, if you're, you know, if you're concerned about your your negative reviews, go to your favorite book of all time and read some of those bad reviews and like once you've seen somebody leave like a big name that you love a bad that's such good advice yeah like it's it's kind of like you know you're you're never going to please every single reader and you know the story or the outcome that you had in your head might not be what they wanted or what they expected and that's okay and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, as I've been publishing for like a little over two years now, and there's kind of like a steady group of, of readers who I think have read like pretty much all of my books and, um, and, you know, like, I know that those, those are my people and, you know, yeah. like, I can, I can kind of like step out of my normal box with them and kind of write what's in my heart, and, and not really worry about it, so that's, and know of- that
1: they'll appreciate it, because, you yeah, know, they like what you write, yeah, and I think that's what the good, that's like the, that's what I feel like, you have to just focus on is like the people that do like it and the people Mm -hmm. that do appreciate how you write it and so like me I'm very empathetic person I could watch like I watch those commercials the dog commercials oh yeah and I cry okay so (laughs) I have a really great like team of like bloggers and uh like beta readers that Mm -hmm. will filter through them for me and like I I'm a big I'm big on like constructive criticism like I don't mind if you're like you know, like, I like this about it, but, like, you yeah. know, that, like, there were a few things that I would change. I enjoy constructive criticism. I may not take it, but I enjoy it. Right. So, like, you know, see, so they filter through them for me, and they're, like, hey, you know, like, this is not them being mean. It's just them, like, having a little, you know, like, whatever, and I'll read those. Yeah. But, yeah. They filter through any of the ones that are, like, not, you know, like, gonna make right. me emotional. Right. So, because I'm not the person. Because I know that there are people that are like, oh, you know, like for every bad review, you've got like five good reviews or whatever. I don't care. Okay, right. You still that one bad review. All right, we got a problem. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'll just focus on those. So I just have them help me avoid them. Like, yeah, out of doubt.
2: Yeah, you have to because yeah. it's like you know when you're writing, you're putting like pieces of your heart on paper for somebody to read you know and especially yeah. if you're if you're drawing from like personal experiences or things like that so it's um you know you have to kind of go into it knowing that you know you're i mean there are people who don't like some of the most popular books in the world and you know you're never going to change down. their mind so i just think it's um you know it's just one of those things where it's part of the kind of the job and you know it's coming but um, I mean, like to your point though, with the constructive criticism, um, I, I have a group of, um, of authors who, you know, we're all kind of really good friends that we, we share each other's, you know, we, we share our books with each other mm-hmm. um, early on or will beta for each other. Um, and there's also a couple of bloggers in there that, you know, I know are really avid readers um, and really in touch with, you know, like trends and things like that and, and what's working and what's not right now and um and those are the the kind of criticisms and like opinions that i seek out like i yes. i do want to know and the same goes for like my sensitivity readers like with stones and turn like if something is wrong or you know offensive or you know not written um in like a sensitive manner i i want to know that you know i want to Yeah make it better. so if if it's something that's going to make my book better then i want to know if it's something mm-hmm. that's not constructive and it's just like your book was trash and I yeah. want to set it on fire, then I'm just like, not, I'm not interested in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel that. That's, that's me. Um, yeah. And I think having a, and I think a really big part of that, especially when you're like in the indie community of like publishing and stuff is mm-hmm. having a really good beta and alpha team. Like having those people yeah. that you trust will tell you if it's trash yeah. and will tell you if it's good. And so like, I love the fact that my beta and alpha team are like, they're all so different. They all love different types of books. So right. like, you get, you know, feedback from like all walks of the world. Like I have right. one who she hates cheating. Like, I mean, hates it. Like if it's anywhere close to the book, she's like, Oh yeah, I hate it. I'm alright. right. 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 <laughs> and so it's, it's, and then I have another one who's like fine with it and she like reads dark romance. So it's cool. And yeah. so having a well-rounded, team close to you I think is a huge part of like being successful in this yeah. community yeah yeah it's
2: it's definitely helpful And like I I my sister is um like since I started writing 10 years ago has she reads every single one of my books first like literally yeah. I I finished the first draft and I sent it to her like you know before I even go back and like look at it like just to kind of get like I sent it to somebody to be like is this worth me editing or you yeah. know like, and um <laughs> And she, she's like a, she, she's one of those people who probably reads like 20 books a month. She never puts, you know, her candle down. And, yeah. um, but it's that kind of like, she's my sister. So she's always going to be like, this is the best book in the world. Like there's no book like this. And I'm like, you yeah. for every single book I've read. So I do force myself to find other people, you know, like who, who are going to be honest and who, you know, might not be as inclined to be like, oh my gosh, it's, it's great. <laughs> like Yeah. Cause it's important. It's, you know, it, it's, you want to appeal to more people and you want it to be real and be like a good experience for, for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to segue into the second part of the uh podcast where we talk about tropes and oh. uh, My I favorite. Uh, yeah. It's Stevie's <laughs> favorite. She loves tropes. It's like the, I, I she comes up with tropes. She tells me about tropes that I've never even heard of before. And I'm like, <laughs> that's insane. Okay. All right. um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> What is your favorite and least favorite trope to write? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> my,
2: my favorite. It is. Tough. I mean, my favorite, I, I, like I said, like, I love like friends to lovers. Um, mm-hmm. but I love, I love small town romance and that's kind of, that's a, one of my, I mean, I, it's a lot of what I write and it's also one of my favorites to read, mm-hmm. um, I don't I can't think of one that I like don't like to write because if I don't want to like if I don't like to write it I probably just haven't written it yet but um I think um
1: I just know like a lot of authors have like tried like okay like to step out of like say somebody writes like mafia and they want to try rom-com right and they start it and they're like yep no yeah
2: I I, think for me it's like the opposite of that Like I, or no, I I guess it is that, like, I, I think rom-com for me, like, like I, like I said, like, I've, I've never, I don't know that I've ever read. I've read a couple of my friends' rom-coms and I mean, I love them. I like have nothing against them. I, I, I've tried to be like, you know, um like, let me just sit down and write, like, this kind of, like, fun-loving story that, you know, just kind of yeah. warms the heart. It's, like, every single time I'm, like, oh, but someone's gonna die or there's gonna be something really traumatic <laughs> <that'll happen." laughs> Like, I just always veer down that way. So I think it's not that I don't like it. It's just hard for me. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't write a story without there being some kind of, like, you know, massive,
1: like,
0: Hi.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess. And I mean, sort of a big conflict.
1: One person that I always bring up when we talk about rom com is Sarah Nae, because I think that she is so funny. And like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, I think that I'm funny, but I'm not like joke funny. Like, I don't portray right. that well on paper. But she yeah. delivers jokes, yeah. and I feel like that is what makes a good rom com is like what you can laugh at. And she's like yeah. so good at being funny in a book right. and in real life. And I can't do that because I'm not yeah. yeah yeah, I like to make people cry
2: right (laughs) 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 is like the exact opposite of like my personality like I I am like the like practical joker and like just I come from like this crazy family of practical jokers and just you know like I we have like really thick skin and we're constantly joking with each other and yeah laughing and it's like but when it comes to my writing it's like (laughs) yeah I'm serious (laughs) and
1: <laughs> I relate to that I really do because my family's a lot like that we're very just like jokers and like pick on each other all the time and we're all super funny and like you know like whatever and witty and like then I read write these books that are like
0: <laughs> sad <laughs> and
2: I'm like, I know yeah It's, it's, fine. You know, like, it's, it's fine. Have, I think um off the record is probably like my closest one to like a rom-com like there's a lot of just kind of like really witty banter and like back and forth between the two characters mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like really steamy and there's also like a pretty serious kind of like underlying plot to it so again it's not just like straight and like and I love watching rom-com movies and like the the few rom-coms that I've read I'm like oh this is really nice like yes (laughs) I really enjoyed this but I just (laughs) I don't have like the capacity to to write it I
1: guess yeah um so what is one trope that you haven't written yet that you would you would like to like in the future
2: um, I have a um, a couple of like series in mind, but I have um, <clears throat> eventually down the line, I I haven't dabbled into sports romance yet, and um, that's something that um, I have kind of like the bare bones of a whole series in my in like the very back of my head. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: love yeah, sports that's romance. The sports romance is yeah. jam yeah Um, so I I think sports romance for me was kind of like a no-brainer I guess it's like with you with like small town romance and how like you Mm -hmm. developed that from like you know like your childhood and like building that world I feel like it was the same way for me for sports because my dad is like (laughs) sports crazy like it doesn't matter what it is like golf polo cricket doesn't matter he watches it he knows about it he knows who (laughs) you know, won gold in yeah. the Olympics in nineteen seventy seven. Like, I mean, he's just insane right. when it comes that to that. sounds
2: like every man in my life, including my three year old son, who's <laughs> like and so, you know who here is I exactly,
1: exactly. And so sports romance was kind of like a no-brainer to me. It was just something that I felt really comfortable. Like, like I could talk about sports. So I could write mm-hmm. about it. And then you right. could just incorporate the love in there with it. And so yeah, sports romance is super fun. I think you'd be really great at it so oh, we should definitely
2: you. do it yeah, no I, yeah um, that, we'll see we'll see if I can muster up the courage <laughs> <laughs> is there um
1: like your is there like your favorite reading trope is it different from like what you write or do you read what you write
2: I think I read mostly what I write like I um like kind of the the there's a couple of authors that I'm I just like I don't even have to like read the blurb I just buy the book like if I know that they wrote it (laughs) um so like Colleen Hoover is one of those for me and and, Mm -hmm. you know who doesn't love her but um and she kind of writes those like heavier stories and um that's I think I I think I read what I write um Kennedy Ryan is another one of mine that I'm just like everything she writes I'm like yep don't know what this is but I'm gonna go ahead and one click that one and like you know I it's that like heavy sort of like undertone but you know, it's, it's still, it's still that like classic romance with like a, you know, happily ever after at the end. And it just, I think it's that like whole character development. Like I love watching them go through like something that seems like it's impossible and kind of getting through that. Yeah. So I think I very much read what
1: I write. A book that I think that you would enjoy if you haven't already read it already. I'm going to butcher her last name and I feel so, so bad uh it's, <laughs> it's candy steiner, steiner yes, you yeah you said it right oh yes so <laughs> one for the hillbilly um so uh i love her book whiskey i dear whiskey oh, the book
2: and yes yeah you read it. no i haven't that's one of hers i have not read yet absolutely um, yeah i know she's like known for that kind of like angsty pink you know, <sighs> So that yeah, that
1: book destroyed yeah. me on like every oh. level you could be destroyed on. So I think you would really yep. like it. It's really good. Yeah, probably. it sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> it made me cry. Um. So, <laughs> what is one trope that you know, like without a doubt, like never ever going to write? Like, is there like one that you've read and like, or like Ooh. even seen, and you're like, you there is no. Yeah. I'm gonna
2: go there. I think um anything like any like the reverse harem or um like erotica, like mm-hmm. I you know, I read like all Fifty Shades books and I like love them and I've seen all the movies. Um <laughs> but I feel like never like I'd just be like, oh my gosh, this is not for me to write. Like I need to just read what somebody else writes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. I don't think I could do I would love to dabble in like the reverse horror the kind of thing but like listen my brain I don't think that I could I I mean it's people are talented that to be able to do it but I don't think that I could develop that many male characters and all have them targeted on one person right
2: yeah it's just uh, yeah, that would be, like, just too far out of, like, my comfort level, I guess. Like, I like to challenge myself and, like, write characters that are not like me, mm-hmm. Um, but I think that one, I just, I just don't think I would get it right. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think that my male characters are very heavy. Like, they all carry their, um like, burdens and problems and issues, and, like, to yeah. put that all on one chick, oh, that, it, it wouldn't even be good. It wouldn't right. even be good. She would not even have oh a fun time it would be so bad um so is there right before we wrap this up uh, i want to ask if there's like do you have anything like coming soon are we expecting you know like anything new from you like yeah
2: um yeah. So after in winter's past, I'm kind of diverting from the Mead Lake series. Um, but I'm, I'm very much like not saying that it's over because I know myself and I know like the <laughs> next time I'm gonna go to the lake, I'm going to be like, there's this great story I have in my head. <laughs> so um, I'll definitely be back here. Um, but for now I'm kind of, you know, diverting away from it. And I have um, another series kind of up my sleeve that I can't give too much away about yet. Ooh, but um, i mean, I'm hoping it'll be uh, ready in like, you know, early early spring of of next year at least at least the first book. So well,
1: awesome! I can't wait to read it. I know Stevie is gonna be like, gonna be <laughs> at a chomp waiting for it. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I my calendar you. look, my calendar is full, but I will still <laughs> squeeze the things in. <laughs> yes. I'll keep you posted, I'll give you plenty of heads up. <laughs>
1: But thank you so much for being here. We've had such a fun time talking to you. Um, Yeah.